Give me the placid dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Yeah! And get ready for some magic. What an awesome piece! I got one! Oh, damn, I got him, you got it. I got him. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with? Check out yachtangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource. If you are looking for rigging solutions for your kayak, canoe, or paddleboard, from a pad eye to an anchor trolley, or even lighting up your kayak at night or pre-dawn, Yak Gear and Railblazer are the answer. Visit us at yak-gear.com or visit your local kayak shop. Ask for Yak Gear and Railblazer products. <laughs> so, it is another illustrious Monday evening here on the Space Coast of Florida. I am the host of the Monday Night Kickoff Show. Charles Levi, also known as Redfish Chuck, joining me as always and conveniently on time as always is one Mr. Pepe Vidal. What's up, brother? Well, here, man. Just got on, man. Just, I mean, man, I was running late today, man. The kids, the whole stuff and everything like that. And I told Dan, goes, oh, you still got 15 minutes. I go, what are you talking about? It's 7.59. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Oh, it's it's man. funny because, like, the last couple of weeks, every time I go to uh, go to, like, announce you, you know, uh, I see you pop up as soon as I'm about to, like, as soon as I'm done with my intro, I'm like, boom, there you are, so. It's cool, bro. Man, uh, how, you know what it is? It's, it's it gets it's getting it's getting darker. Later is what it is. So then you know you lose track of time, and all of a sudden yeah. you know I was just outside right now until right now, and I was like, holy cow, it's already eight o'clock. <laughs> Dude, same thing with me. I was just outside in the backyard playing with the dog, trying to train her and fetching and all that kind of happy stuff. And uh, I come inside, I sit down, drink some iced tea, and I look over, and I'm like crap, I've got eight minutes. <laughs> so yeah. ran out to the truck, grabbed my laptop, run back in the house, and uh, just just got signed on as I had 47 seconds till the show started. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, when Skype <laughs> finally put me through, 47 seconds to go. So don't feel bad, brother. Well, folks, oh, it is, man. again, an, another beautiful Monday evening here on the Space Coast. Uh, the winds lately have been dying down slightly. <laughs> Uh, we've yeah. been getting pounded pretty bad here in May. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about tonight as far as um, you know, what to do in in those types of, of situations on windy days where it's really hard to find protection. You know, where do you go to find fish or how do you find fish? Tactics that can be used to uh, hopefully maybe put you on a few extra fish on days like today when most folks probably won't go. Um, the fair weather fishermen of the world, if you will. So, um what else do we got to get to? Uh, of course, we've got our tournament stuff to talk about. Uh, we didn't have any local tournaments this past weekend, but uh, we talked about the um, Jacksonville Classic last week, I believe we did. And uh, we've got Allen's tournament coming in June, correct? Yes, June 21st. June 21st. Now, I'm gonna. it's going to take me a second, so, Peppy, feel free to talk about whatever you want to. I'm going to pull up... Uh, Alan's uh, tournament banner here, so feel free. What have you been up to? You've been fishing at all? 
Um, no fishing this weekend. This weekend, I actually took it easy this weekend. No, uh, no fishing at all for me this weekend. Hung out with the family, um, you know, that kind of stuff and everything like that. Now, um, yeah, because the last couple weeks have been pretty strenuous, you know what I'm saying, in a way, like with tournaments. There's been so many tournaments in the month of, month, month of, uh, uh, April into May had a bunch of tournaments, so, you know, Hung out with the family, did the family thing and everything like that. And now, and now um, June, I think that's it. I think we've got a pretty much of a lull now with, as far as tournament-wise. There's not much tournaments going on now in the summertime. Pretty much the tournament scene shuts down in the summertime. Um, and then it'll pick back up usually around September. Everything will pick back up again once the cooler months start. But, um just uh yeah, just in June, just got Allen's tournament in June, I think, coming up and that's and that's about it as far as tournaments. Um this weekend, so Memorial Day weekend, I am I know you're gonna hate me, but I'm going down to the keys. <laughs> I do not hate you. I envy you <laughs> but I do not hate you. Listen, brother, if I if I had a situation like you have, I, I would I would be gone too. <laughs> <laughs> are you taking the, yeah, the flats be, boat down there or the kayak or yeah, anything yeah, yeah i'm taking the boat i'm not gonna take the kayak um it's just too much taking the boat and taking everything else so right there's a couple kayaks down there already and and i could use those if i need to or whatever but i'm taking the boat i am taking the boat because now i got but it's gonna be crazy because i'm taking my boat you know my boat's only 16 it's only a 16 footer to fit right. too comfortable Three at the most on that boat. Right. And I'm already getting text messages and stuff like that from people that are going to be down there. At my, so one of them is my dad's partner. His son has texted me like about three or four times that he wants me to take him out fishing. Then I got my brother wanting to go fishing. Then I got my dad wanting to go fishing. They all want to go flats fishing with me. They all know how to fish offshore. They all fish offshore, but the thing is they don't fish inshore. And then right. all of a sudden I'm coming down there. And with the flats boat, they all want to go inshore fishing now. So, right. I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I know I'm going. <laughs> crazy, crazy. So, well, yeah, man. I hope I, I hope you do well down there, man. It sounds like it'll be a good time. Yeah, I know a few places down there, um, close to the house and stuff that hold some snook. I mean, it used to hold snook years ago when I used to fish down there all the time. Um, but we'll we'll see. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how it is. I mean, I, I mean, I haven't fished down there. You know, I moved up here what three and a half years ago or something like that. So I really haven't right. fished, you know, down there, and it, I haven't fished in a long time down there like that. Especially off a flats boat, I haven't done that in years. Right down there. So this will be the first test. You know, this will be, and I really, what I really do want to, what I really do want to do, Chuck, is is, and I'm hopefully I can find a day to do it. I want to go if I can, out to the to the ocean side because because the house is on the bay side. I go out to the ocean side, and I know a few flats over there close to the house on the ocean side that hold bonefish, and I want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, close to the house. And it's close, really? Close, yeah, man. Yeah, and they hold bonefish in, the, in these flats, and I want to go out there. But the problem is the guys that are down there that, that are staying down there, like my brother um, – uh, my, my my dad's partner, the whole stuff. These guys, you know, they're not like us. You know, we go, we catch fish, and we we catch, we like catching fish, and just 
the whole thing of catching the fish, you know, and then releasing the whole fish and everything like that. They, these guys, they're meat eaters. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're your meat fishermen. They're going to catch a fish, and if they catch a fish that's edible, they, they're going to eat it. You know what I'm saying? Or they don't, they don't care about catching bonefish because you can't eat bonefish, so they don't care about that, you know? That's funny. Yep. That's funny. Yeah. That's awesome. But we'll get man. down cool there. We can get down that. there, man. That flat is pretty close. That flat is pretty close to the house. You know, it's not that far. Um, it's on the ocean side, and I actually know a few launches that we could launch with the kayaks actually to get on these flats. So, oh, man, we try that. We need to do that. We need to do that one uh, one weekend. Just get down there and uh, dude, I'll sleep in the truck. I, I don't even care. <laughs> I mean, no, we'll have, we no. just gotta find. I, I just gotta find a weekend that the house is empty. You know what I'm saying? Find a weekend the house is empty and then do it. Yep. Be sweet to get us all down there with our power poles and do some shooting a video there down there too. Yep. Oh yeah. But uh, that would be great. Cool. Well, man, I, I I wish you safe travels for that, and I hope you guys have a great time. That's gonna it sounds like a great time. Um, Wade put up in the in the chat room that the How event was a good uh, a good event this weekend, which is awesome. Um, Wade put his hero on a uh, red and a, and a tarpon, which. Kudos to you, Mr. Wade. That's that's pretty awesome, bro. Um, the hey, IFA. Let's see. The IFA is six twenty-two. When is that? Where is that one at? That's Jacksonville, right? Oh, the Jacksonville one. Yeah, six twenty-two. And then. Uh, oh, that's the after Allen's tournament. Right, and then we've got another uh, member, another guest there in the uh, chat room. Kayak Mo says the Midwest Kayak Fishing Tourney is in Nebraska in July. So there you go. Um, yeah, you know, I was kind of torn, honestly, between fishing the Jacksonville event and fishing Allen's event, because I can only do one. And uh, with the Jacksonville event being a, a Hobie World's qualifier, um, I really, really thought about it hard about fishing that one. But you know what? Um, this 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 deal that Allen's putting together just looks like it's too much fun to pass up. So um, I'm going to have to oh, fish yeah. Allen's and call it good some of the sponsors folks listen to this some of the sponsors that alan already has that has stepped up uh i'm, I'm probably going to leave out a few just because i'm going off of one of the uh one of the tournament posters that i'm looking at and some of them i can't hardly read just because of the size of my screen here but hang on see if i can blow it up um some of the sponsors temple fork outfitters bull bay rods red zone apparel harry goods outdoor shop uh slayer inc rci optics space coast outdoors of course, KBB, KBB Outfitters, Real Expeditions, Ricky Bank Lures, or Banks Lures, sorry, Ricky, uh, Mark Sporting Goods, Bending Branches, uh, old Tyler Vollmer over there at Hook at Hook'em Flats Charters, uh, De, uh, the DeBones Carver, uh, Steve Bowman, we've got Fishtail Artworks, we've got Wild Florida Outdoors, Local Lines Charters and Guide Service, of course, that's our boy. Alex Gorichki, um, SeaDeck, uh, Cabana Shores, the Tournament Pirate, Sam, Yeti, Grand Slam Baits, Yak Gear, Real Blazer, uh, and the list is going on and on and on and on and on. I talked to Alan today for quite a while on the phone, and he was he told me, man, it's just it's crazy how many people have stepped up and wanted to donate prizes and such. So just so you guys know, PowerPole. It has donated a micro power pole. 
um, for the event. I'm not real sure how Alan's planning on giving that away, if it's going to be in a raffle or if he's just going to do it uh, as a prize. Uh, and and so, Yeti Coolers, in in conjunction with Harry Goods Outdoor Shop, has donated a Yeti Cooler as well. Yeah, from what I heard, um, the way the power pole is going to work, the way uh, I guess Alan spoke the power pole and the way they want to do it and the whole stuff, if you get entered, if you enter in the tournament, if you are registered in the tournament, you will be entered in the raffle on the captain's captain's meeting for the cap, the night of the captain's meeting. They will raffle off that power pole. The micro power pole will go that night of the captain's meeting if you have registered for the tournament. So everybody's in. Awesome. That's, the way it's That's work. cool. Yep. And Drew, and Drew Mixon, being Drew Mixon, is uh, is posted up in the uh, chat room that May 24th is the KFC event. Uh, over at Cockroach Bay, uh, May 30th is the is the, of course the offshore fishing seminar going to be held over at Kayaks by Bo Outfitters, KBB Outfitters. Um, what's wrong with me today, dude? Of all the things to not mispronounce, my my own damn store, I mispronounced it twice. <laughs> Good night, uh, KBB Outfitters. Uh, so yeah, uh, Andrew Mixon and I are going to be putting on a, an offshore fishing seminar uh, there at the shop. Uh, come on by. We'll have some grub, and it'll be good. You know, if you've ever wanted to learn how to fish off the beaches um, via kayak, or it doesn't really make a difference. Boat, boat, kayak, it's all the same thing for the most part. Um, just come on by and, and check us out there. June 7th, again, another KFC event. That's in uh, City Island, Sarasota. Um, June 20th, is, is, as we said, was the Cars Park deal. And then uh, the 21st, or is it 21st and 22nd? I thought it was 21st and 22nd. Whatever. It don't matter. Hey, um, hey uh, let me, Kayak MO is is uh, writing on a forum about all these tournaments up in Nebraska and stuff. That yeah, is a yeah. long ways. That is a long ways for us to go from Florida to Nebraska. <laughs> That's all right, man. You got to remember, and, and, and I appreciate Kayak MO doing that because – we have we have listeners all across the, the uh, United States and in in several different countries too. So they listen yep. to our podcast. So that's good information. And and in fact, use that opportunity to kind of throw this out there. If you guys anywhere you, wherever you're listening from, if you have anything you want to add to our show, if you want us to promote your local kayak club or you know events like tournaments and such, feel free uh, to do so. Um, uh, by getting in, in in either involved in the chat room or you can message me uh, either on Facebook or you can send me an email at redfishchuck at hotmail.com. I'd be more than happy to, uh, yeah, everywhere, from everywhere. Uh, glad, more than happy to, to promote you guys and, and let everybody know what's up. He's from St. Louis, Missouri. See, there you go. Wow. Um, so he said July 19th at Lake Wanahoe. I hope I said that right. Uh, in Northeast, to be specific, um, um, for the MWKFS. And let's see, what else did he say? It's something else. He said he wants to move to Florida. Uh, Wade said he talked to Christina. About 10 people were signed up for Allen's tournament. We know that number won't stand. There's 100 people uh, signing up in three days. Yeah, no, no crap. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 
you know how that works. Nobody signs oh, yeah. up. Everybody waits. Yeah, everybody waits until they see what the weather's going to be like. It's pretty much the way that that usually turns out. Yep. So yep. Uh, Saturday, I got to sit in with the uh, three amigos over there at Fishing Florida Radio. Um, I always get a kick out of doing that. I really enjoy uh, the, the style of show those guys put on. It's a three-hour show. Um, we had a couple of good callers called in asking questions and whatnot. Uh, the, the topic of the show was kayak fishing, just kind of in general. And uh, it was interesting to see how many um, callers they actually got for, the, for that particular day and how many questions they had on their Facebook page and whatnot about it. Um, we gave out a lot of really good information. It, listening back or thinking back to the show, it sounded a lot like a, a, a three-hour-long infomercial on how to buy kayaks. Um, I don't think that we really dove too much into the fishing aspect side of the kayaks. I, I tried to a couple of times, um, but I'll tell you what. If you guys are, are ever listening or ever trying to find another radio show to listen to, it's fishing related. If you're trying to live vicariously through all of us down here in Florida, or if you live here in central Florida and you want to listen to one of the, in my opinion, one of the best shows on the radio, tune into those guys over there at fishing Florida radio. Um, they, their show airs uh, from six to nine every Saturday morning on seven forty the game AM station here in central Florida. We can find them on iHeartRadio. So obviously you can listen to them all over the place and uh, you can, you can pick them up there at, uh, at uh, iHeartRadio at 740 the game. Uh, you can download their podcast. You can, uh, you know, listen live. So you know, a bunch of different ways to tune into them whenever I'm fishing on Saturday mornings and uh, you know, I do want to tune in. I just, I have an iHeartRadio app on my phone. I pull it up and I listen to it in the kayak. Um, those guys give out a lot of good information. Plus two, if you call in and give them a fishing report, you know, they'll hook you up with a bunch of stuff. And when I say a bunch of stuff, before I went in there and uh, and um, sat in as a guest, I used to call into the show at Fishing Reports, and I've gotten everything from Optima batteries to glasses to lures, all kinds of stuff. So it's definitely well worth, uh, you know, tuning into for sure. Um, but, yeah, there you go. So the IFOPs, yep. And Andrew Mixon saying his dates were wrong. The IFA is the 22nd, and of course, Cars Parks the day before. So uh, there you go. Um, so windy conditions, man. Uh, I don't know what's going on with our weather. It's been it's been kind of strange. I'm not real sure um, what the deal is with all this wind. I mean, May typically it'll blow a little bit, but to blow and then for it to get cool like it did the other day. I woke up the other day to drive on Saturday. It was 51 degrees at my house and I woke up in May. It's like, that's not supposed to happen. So um, the good news is the cool water has, uh, has kept that river from getting too nasty yet, you know, with all the heat that we have had. So the water's still somewhat really clean. Um, lots of grass, fish are moving around. Uh, talked to Randy English, who's there in the chat room. And Randy had told me that, we fished today, uh, found some really nice trout, saw some decent reds. Um, couldn't get that redfish bite, but got some some decent trout. Uh, one of the one of the trout he caught, he caught on the uh, the brand new color from old Rick Banks, the Flats Creeper, now known as 
Trey's Malting Minnow. Yep, that's right. My five-year-old <laughs> son has a has a lure color named after him. <laughs> awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's pretty neat. Um, but no, it's a, it's a sick color. It is a good-looking color for sure. Um, that guy is is like Captain Wizard of of coming up with uh, with strange and and unique blends of colors. But yeah, wait till you guys see this thing. It's it's sick. If you haven't seen it on my Facebook page yet. But um, so windy conditions. So yeah, unfortunately for us, Peppy, you know it. We'll get out there and uh, we'll be looking at. We'll be trying to fish a flat. Typically, our wind directions in the summertime will come out of the southeast for the most part, right? Yep. yep. So southeast wind. There's little to no protection in most of the places where we go. So, uh, you know, how do we how do we defeat the wind? How do you find fish? Or what's your game plan when you wake up in the morning and the palm trees are blowing, but you still want to go fishing? What do you do you have any uh any special tools uh on the boat to uh to assist in you finding these fish? Yeah, I actually do. I actually carry one with me. It's uh, almost probably 95% of the time it's it's in my boat, and I carry a windsock. Um, I carry that windsock with me just about 95% of the time that I'm on a boat. It's in my boat just in case, just in case if something happens with the wind that, you know, you can't, you can't fish. You know, you, sort of that wind's going to be moving you around all over the place, and um, – and you really can't stay in a certain spot because the wind is pushing you, the whole kind of stuff, you know, that kind of stuff. You can't really sight fish when the wind is blowing like that. So usually what I do when it's windy conditions like that, depending where I'm fishing, sometimes I can hide out and all that stuff, but if I'm not able to hide out and then just work in a flat that's wide open, this flat is wide open, I usually, what I try to do is try to, I try to, you know, get that windsock, put that windsock out, and I'll start working that flat. I'll fish that flat, you know, just blind casting that flat. If I know there's fish, I'm going to blind cast that that flat as much as I can with that windsock and let the wind just uh, push me around. I'll let the wind push me around, but it's going to push me push me around in a really slow pace that I could actually fish the flat. And it's worked. You know, I've done this. I've done it several times. I've done it during tournaments, and it's worked real well. So just a little a little advice for, for anybody out there. Those windsocks are not expensive. I, I forgot how much they are. 20, 30 bucks, something like that, Chuck the R or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And and they fold up and stuff. You just keep it in your boat. Keep it stored in your boat. And whenever the wind picks up or something like that, put that windsock out. Um, put it on your anchor trolley and hang that thing out the side of the boat, whatever, and just and just sit there and fish, man. It's it's the best thing in the world when it's windy, when it's windy windy conditions, or else you're just gonna be struggling with the wind. It's gonna be hard to fish with the wind blowing like that. So that's what I do mainly when it's windy you know, windy conditions like that, and I'm out in the open. Of course, I try right. to hide out wherever I can. But if I can't, right. that windsock comes out. And and I can be a, uh, 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 I don't know what I'm trying to say. I can I can attest for Pepe's windsock usage because uh, we fished one of the uh, kayak fishing classic tournaments together, and uh, – I was I had met back up with him on my way back down from uh, the bridge at, uh, up there in NASA, and he had his wind his, he had his windsock deployed, and I mean I was like doing circles behind him <laughs> just to try and like stay with him. I was like 
doing all I could do to like stay slower than him so he could fish the virgin water out in front of us and and not have to be inter you know not not having me interfere. Um, does a windsock collect grass? No, they they don't because they have an open end on the other side. So it basically works like a funnel, right? A true windsock will, will act much like a funnel where uh, it opens up into a big it's a big circle. And then it kind of it kind of catches a lot of water and then slowly kind of releases it through a much smaller hole at the other end, which get, it allows you to, to to drift a lot slower. Um, I'll tell you another trick if you don't have a windsock or if you can't find a windsock, even just taking a five gallon bucket, just an old paint bucket or whatever you can find, old five gallon bucket that you don't mind drilling holes in, drill a couple of small holes in the bottom of that bucket. And uh, that'll help to allow that water to kind of pass through. Drill a bunch of holes, like 15, 20 holes, small holes in the bottom of that bucket. And it'll basically do the exact same thing. Obviously, it's not as um, as as friendly for uh, smaller kayaks uh, than than as the uh, the windsock is. Because, like as Peppy said, the windsock I have, I can just roll it up. And when I roll it up, it's it's tiny. Um, so there you go. But uh, I'm, I'm with him. I'm with Peppy on that one. You know, the, uh, the windsock is definitely your friend um, on, on windy days. You know what I find to be true on windy days? I find the topwater bite to be much, much better on windy days yep. than on flat calm days. I, I think that those fish don't have, don't have the ability to, uh, to really hone in and, and, or investigate what the topwater plug looks like. So they either have to hit it or or let that possible um, prey item go by. And um, I find that even redfish on windy days, whether it's a slight chop on the surface or even a bit of a chop on the surface, redfish are much more successful in eating that topwater plug on windy days than, than on flat calm days because of the fact that they could be coming through somewhat of a little swell coming down on top of that plug to eat it as opposed to having to try and invert and come up and eat that plug. So let's see what's going on in the chat room real quick. Uh, Andrew says he's too lazy for a windsock. He says, I drift 50 yards, stake out and fish, drift 50 yards, stake out and fish, and just keep repeating. Um, you know what? Out of all people that out of all people that say he's too lazy, I'm surprised, you know, really yeah. surprised that Drew doesn't have one. <laughs> you <Right>. know? Yep. <laughs> yep. But you know what? And, and, to, and to his point, um, when I'm, when a guy comes into the shop and we're sitting here talking about fishing techniques and how to score here in, in, uh, the space coast, that's, that's pretty much what I tell people to do regardless of the wind, wind direction yeah. or, or how it is, you know, pull up fan cast, right. Fan cast from, um, I usually throw from nine o'clock to three o'clock. It doesn't really matter, but from nine to three and then pull up a, a casting distance and then do it again, nine to three, pull up nine to three, pull up nine to three and, and cover that water as much as you possibly can without, you know, if you're not good at, at sight fishing, if you can't pick up the subtle, the subtle, you know, movements on the surface and things like that, that most of us have grown accustomed to finding or seeing, um, it works really, really well for that. Um, nine to three, five cast move on is what he says. And it's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I say. Um, Sometimes what I'll do too is even if I have to do that the nine to three five cast move on if I can't if it's a little too choppy to to see fish um, 
I'll work the I'll work the soft plastic or the plug or whatever I'm fishing um, one way from nine to three, right? So I might fish it just steady retrieve from nine to three, and then I might when I return a cast, I might return a cast from three to nine, and I might either speed it up or twitch it a little bit more erratic or whatever to recover that water again, just in case there was a fish that I passed by that for whatever reason the Lord just didn't tempt him. You know what I'm saying? There's been yep. a lot of times, yeah, there's been a lot of times where I pulled up to an area and, uh, you know, fan casted across and then didn't get nothing on that nine to three and then pull, go to move up to like the next position and blow something out that I, that obviously yeah. I threw across, but it just didn't hit for whatever reason. So Exactly, exactly. And, and another point also that I actually just, Wade just wrote something on the, on the forum. Another point that he brings up that I didn't even, you know, I didn't even bring that up, but it's true because we just, it's so new to us that we really haven't even thought about it. Windy condition, power pole, baby. Power <laughs> pole. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually going to get to that um, uh, next. What, what, what's, what's interesting is uh, you're right. With it being so new, it's you just don't even think about it, you know. Um, but being able to, to hit a button and stop yourself and not have to fumble with a stakeout pole or anything else and just be able to just pin yourself down real quick, cast, 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 hit the button, continue drifting. Boom, hit the button, cast, 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 super easy. So uh, definitely the power pole is will work to your advantage for sure. And, and again, if you guys are new to listening to the show and you haven't heard uh, the news from the two of us, we're, we're very pleased to have power pole on board as an official sponsor of the Monday night kickoff show. Um, those guys are great, man. I'm talking about customer service like you would not believe. So um, if you're in the market for one, I'm telling you right now, it, it is, it is definitely a tool that you would, you would, I don't think you would ever feel bad about spending the money on, you know, for as much as most of us fish, you know, and I equate it to this, and this is the thing about the power pole, and we'll get into this a little bit because it's probably going to come up in the chat room, I would imagine, or at least guys are thinking it. When you tell somebody that the power pole micro cost, what, what I think it's five ninety five or something like that, without the stick, yeah. they're like, man, there's no way I'm putting a $600 piece of equipment on my kayak. Well, if you fish the flats like we do here, which is like 99% of what we do, uh, it makes sense, right? It's no different than if you fished freshwater in deep lakes or if you fished off the beach all the time and you went out and you spent $600 plus on a bottom finder. You know, it's a tool that is used for a specific purpose and, and it's, a, it's a tool that is used for uh, or that can be used to help in or aid in catching more fish. And uh, it's already proven itself. I mean, guys all across the southeast and up through New England that have it, absolutely love it, raving about it. You know, I don't know of anybody who's who's bought one who said this this wasn't a very good idea. You know, and uh, I mean, that could be... and if you look at it, if you look at it, Chuck, look at it. It's brand new. The micro power pole is brand new. It's a new thing. You're going to have people like you're saying that, you know, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money for this and stuff like that. You know, the same thing happened when the initial when the power pole first came out when power pole first came out you you know how expensive they are almost two thousand dollars yep you know and you sit there and people sat there going what spending two thousand dollars on a 
pole that drops down and anchors? No way. You know, people, you know, that's that's the way it was back then, too. And it's it, it pretty much is the same concept. You know, it's the same same ideal, same same exact way that it works on boats, pretty much. Right. Well, and now you can't find a flats boat that doesn't have a power pole on it. And heck, exactly. look, at the, look at the Bass Pros. <laughs> the Bass Professionals have two on their boats. So, and, and yeah. a lot of big bay boats will have two on their boats. It's crazy. But great product from those guys, and uh, you know, appreciate all the support they've shown us. And, you know, I, I know somebody's going to be super happy at Allen's tournament when they walk away with that new power pole. So, um, so there you go. You got, you got drift socks, you got power poles, you got, um, dive, dive weights. You can use a dumbbell. You can, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can slow yourself down. Um, you know, some of the guys up in the, uh, up in the freshwater regions in the Southeast use drag chains when they're in the rivers and stuff, uh, to kind of slow themselves down a little bit. Um, I'm not a big fan of that down here because we already have enough of a grass issue that we we don't need to be dragging anchors and dragging chains along and, <laughs> and really beating up the bottom. I don't have a problem with the, the dive weights cause they're flat and they just kind of slide across the bottom. They're not grabbing into anything really. Um, so that, you know, I think you're good on that one, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, how many people too won't, won't go fishing on a day when it's windy. Yep. So, you know, and uh, it, wind doesn't bother me, it, you know, it, it, especially not now. And you're in the same boat. Having pedals of any kind, uh, the wind is really not much of a factor. And, uh, you know, the, I, I did a couple of, of experimental trips in the wind at Cars Park, southeast wind blowing 10, 15, 20 miles an hour, went all the way up to, to uh, Bucks Creek, came back with it in my face and, you know, didn't have any issues in the boat that I'm in and uh, couldn't have ever done that paddling. And I would never recommend that for anybody who's paddling uh, to make that trip up there with the wind blowing in their face. You know, I talked to a gentleman at my shop the other day who says he loves Cars Park, loves fishing north of of the uh, poles up there, but but had one bad experience where it took him literally like two hours to get back. And he said he'll never go that far ever again, just in case the wind picks up. So, you know. Yeah, it it could be bad. I mean, it's. I think the longest that it took me one time, I think it took me almost three hours to get back one time. And stopping and resting, I must have rested like four times. I mean, stopped, literally stopped for like 15 minutes and stopped and rested because it was just, it was blowing in our face. (laughs) Right. So, you know, I, th- I, think, I think the thing is, it, what's interesting, too, is if you're an offshore kayak angler, you, you really kind of, if that's, if that's like your only game. Like I talked to Ed the other day from Hellbrand Leatherworks at the shop. Um, his, his, his girlfriend came out, the vegan came out, and she tried out the, uh, the Revo 13. Because she's going to get out of, the, I think she's going to get out of a, a paddle craft and get into a pedal craft. So try out the Revo 13. She loved it, whatever. So I talked to Ed, and Ed's not real keen on fishing inshore just because he hasn't really learned it yet, but he loves the offshore. The problem with that, especially in May, June, sometimes even in July, is we get these south, the southeast wind that will pick up, and it will continue for weeks. So if, if that's your only game, 
you're sitting on the beach or you're sitting on, you know, at the house, not doing nothing. Can't get out and get after it, you know. Uh, if you if you only have, say, five or six spots you like to fish, say, the No Motor Zone here locally, um, Manatee Cove, or uh, um, what's that other one up there? Up there by uh, the Wildlife uh, Refuge, Peacock's Pocket. You know, if you only have yeah. so many places that you can fish um, or that you know to fish and the wind blows and every place you know how to fish is blown out, you know, trust me when I tell you, there are plenty of places to go in the intercoastal waterway of the Space Coast where you can find wind protection from any direction. You know, especially in the Mosquito Lagoon. There's tons of places you can go fish in the Mosquito Lagoon and find uh, wind protection, even on some of the windiest days, and still get out there and get after it. Um, it makes it kind of tough sometimes to sight fish because uh, you're blowing so fast. Or because, you know, with a little bit of chop on the surface, as we said earlier, it may, might be a little bit harder to pick up the subtle little cues you see on the surface to find fish. But um, I'll tell you what, there's, there's, again, there's no better way to throw, there's no better time to throw a, a topwater plug than when it's, when it's windy. Um, my topwater plug of choice is a, is a uh, Spook Junior. It, it always has been and probably always will be. It's a great plug. Um, I've got a lot of confidence in that plug. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've thrown large, the larger spook as well. Um, the one knockers. Now they have a new one this year called the chugging spook, which is basically a cupped faced, uh, spook junior or a full size spook. So it, it chugs the water, makes that gurgling sound while it also walks the dog. And that's a, that's a pretty, pretty potent combination there. What about you, Peppy? You got, do you have a top water plug that you prefer? Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, my my favorite one. You'll see it with me all the time, even if I'm not throwing it or whatever. I change up all the time, try different things and stuff. But my go-to is a Spook Junior, just like you, in bone color. Mine is the bone. You'll see me all the time with that bone Spook Junior. <laughs> yeah, so I but, mean, it 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 definitely it definitely works, man. It's a it's a it's a killer killer plug. Mine, my personal favorite color is the is the baby sea trout. This baby sea trout uh, is sick, man. Um, but we got a caller from the three two one right here in our own backyard. Welcome to Kayak Fisher Radio. Who's this? Yeah. Really, it's two clients on that boat. Um, you know, it is. It's Alex. Yeah, I barely even hear him. I I can hear his wife talking. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm at dinner. He's at dinner. <laughs> are you are, are you just, are, are you just listening in, or you want to talk a little bit while you're eating dinner? Your wife's gonna smack you. Oh no, I went out front. I can talk a little bit. I can listen. I can do whatever. You know me. I'm easy going. Alex Grichke from Local Lines Charters is out to dinner with his wife and is still listening to the show live. You gotta love that guy. <laughs> you know you got got to put in your time. <laughs> what's going on man happy uh happy birthday once again i know recently was your birthday oh yes it was uh it was a good day too um it was uh it was fun even though my triple tail did not uh did not cooperate with me so and speaking was, of windy uh, conditions and such you went out looking for triple tail on a day when it was blowing pretty good uh what what, what real quick what's your what's your 
take on fishing in windy days? Do you like fishing on windy days, and do you have a special technique you like to use on those days? Um, you know, I've been listening for a while. As obviously, you saw my na- my uh, my number pop up, but um, you guys covered the you know how to actually to conquer fishing in that wind. All I could really add to it is you know just embrace the wind. A lot of people, like you said, are, are scared of of taking the time to go fish on a windy day. Um, a lot of times, I fish windward sides of islands or windward sides of windward shorelines, simply just simply just to uh to actually have that chop and that wind um you know as you know and 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 most people that fish around here very much know we don't have any tides in the area whatsoever um so the minute you start getting getting a little wind blowing across the shoreline you know it gets that water moving it aerates the water Uh, a lot of times it'll actually bring cleaner water in um which i've experienced i experienced today in the banana river uh, some of those shorelines that were a little bit dirty when it was really, really blowing, today when it backed off a little bit, it brought in nice, fresh, clean water, and we got some good sight fishing done. So, um, you know, it, it's embrace the wind. Don't be, don't be scared of the wind. Um, as long as you're safe, you know, and, and uh, a good example is when I was out there on Friday. It was blowing offshore at 45 miles an hour. So, you know, it, it, once we got out to buoy 7 and 8, it was, it was pretty sporty. Realize there's no going further than this, so it either happens here or it doesn't at all. You know, so you just got to know your limitations. Don't put yourself in a bad situation. Don't make a bad situation worse by making bad decisions and, and you know, going, well, maybe I can go for this one shoreline over here and, and get some protection, you know, some better protection from the wind and end up putting yourself in a, in a, in a, in a bad situation. You know, all kayaks can take on water. You know, it's the nature of the beast. It doesn't matter unless you're in one of those ones they use up north with the skirt and all that crazy stuff on it. You're going to take on water. You know, all those hatches on all the boats take in water. And, uh, you know, you can get yourself in a bad situation. It doesn't matter what kayak you're on. Um, you know, some perform better than others, and uh, some don't. <laughs> so, you know, just definitely be be mindful of it. But, you know, a 15-mile-an-hour wind blowing is going to put a little chop out there. But a 15-mile-an-hour wind blowing onto a shoreline is going to put a little chop. It's going to put a little current. It's going to put a little uh, disorganization to the water. And when you get that disorganization to the water, game fish are able to feed a little easier. And anything that makes it easier for a fish to feed is what they want. And uh, and, and it'll trigger them to feed harder, too. So. Yeah, I've got, the, I've got a spot where if it's blowing out of the south, it's a little bit of a hike, but man, if it's blown out of the south, typically in this one corner I go to, uh, it, it stirs it up a little bit. But it, like you said, it also creates a bit of a current, kind of pushing towards the next cut through. Um, and the bait fish, whether it be maharas or pinfish or uh, croakers or mullet, they get in there and they get all messed up, man. I mean, it gets rough up against the bank or whatever, and. I can't tell you how many times I've gone up there and watched the reds, big reds, just sitting down, laying on the bottom and just waiting for something to slip up, you know. And uh, and that's just it. It's, it's a great opportunity for all your ambush feeders to uh, sneak up on their prey and make it a lot easier. And, and, and we all know how inaccurate the uh, the trout, big red fish and stuff like that can be when, when it comes to hitting baits or hitting topwater plugs. Um, so any anytime, like you say, that you get an opportunity to uh, to get involved in that situation is always a positive. 
Yeah, and that's and that's the thing too. And uh, you know, you hit on it with the, the obviously the the pedals seem to to deal with that wind and cutting through cutting through chop a little easier um, than doing the paddles. You know, so you don't want to, like you said, put yourself in you know, or like I said, put yourself in bad situations. But um, you know, anytime you can get water to move in our lagoons, something's going to happen because it doesn't happen. Um, we don't have every 12 hours, you know, every six hour, you know, change over. We don't have it. So when you get that water moving, that bait gets disorientated. It's the same with snook fishing on the beach. You go, you come out here during the mullet run, and it's placid palm, and there's a few mullet swimming around here and there. You can't buy a hit from a snook, and you can see them sitting there. You know, you put a two-foot wave on that beach with a little bit of water getting churned up, some uh, some sand moving around. And the snook are flying out of the water doing backflips. You know, it's 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 because they can easily hunt. They can easily right. find their prey. And the easier they hunt, the the better off they are. I know I had a I had a couple clients and they were uh they were fishing they were actually fisheries biologists. They were freshwater guys for FWC. And um they were the guys that shocked the lakes. It was pretty crazy. That's some good stories. Um mm. but to count all the fish you know where they shock the lake and all the fish float up and they put them in a boat right. and then they swim off. Yeah, they had some stories, all right. But uh, uh, and they have what what they they had. There's a certain ratio that I'm sure my wife, the science teacher, could tell me what it is. You know, a predator is only going to expel so much energy to bring in its protein to bring in its food. If it if it can't get its food and and has to expel too much energy to get said food, then it won't eat. It'll just lay there and not do a damn thing. And unless you can trigger that bite from a reaction or something like that, chances are that fish isn't going to eat it. It's not going to see chasing that single mullet or that single, you know, SST, you know, Slayer SST that looks just like a little mullet, you know, chase it down and, and engulf it when it just chased 500 mullet and couldn't get one. And he's starving, but he doesn't want to move because he doesn't want to spend more energy. You know, so there's, you know, when you get that that water movement and that, that disorientated bait, they eat easier, and it's a lot easier to fool them, especially with the artificials, you know. It, it's, it makes it a lot easier to get your fish. And if you're, if you're not actually able to see them, it makes it even easier to, to you know, do that sight or the, uh, the blind casting, you know. Now, let me ask you, um, are there are there – Places that you look to kind of go and get out of the wind, um, say residential canals or uh, coves or the the, the uh, windward side of an of a of a causeway or something like that. Do you find that in the if it's if it's got a little bit of surface chop on it, you find it better for you to find those areas where it's slick, calm, and and, and somewhat somewhat protected. Uh, to fish for certain species, or do you just, like, like as we've been saying, use the wind to your advantage to find the situations that kind of create themselves that we're not usually accustomed to having? What's your What's your favorite I, way? I guess this is what I'm looking to say. What's your What's your favorite way to, to go about it? I will typically embrace it. I will typically not run from it, and especially in the kayaks, when you if you can't cover you know miles and miles of different bodies of water, you know, like I can in my skiff, um, I'll embrace it, especially if I know there's fish there and there's fish feeding. Um, a lot of times what it takes is knowing where 
a bar is, and maybe not just where a bar is, but where in that bar does it drop off, or is there a trough that runs through? That's going to funnel water. It's going to funnel bait. It's going to funnel everything through. So I'll actually look. I'll actually one thing that I what what I tell a lot of my clients is what you want to do is you want to think of the body of water on a grand scheme. You don't want to just think oh, oh I'm sitting I'm sitting out in front of right in front of Collars Park. So this is where I'm at. Well, you got to think of the whole body of water. And if the wind's cranking out of the north, it's ripping through. Well, it's bringing water along that shoreline. You know, it's rolling water up that shoreline heading south. You have different features, different drop-offs that'll catch or funnel or maybe even the backside of where it's washing off of. And all of those places are areas that'll, that'll concentrate predatory fish. And uh, typically I'll look to embrace it. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of times where it's too much and I just don't even want to deal with it myself. Um, but even in those situations, I'll look to where maybe that wind that's too much is pushing up a little point, you know, that, that jets out from a shoreline that I'm trying to hide behind. Um, and it's maybe rolling a little bit of water by it. It's got a little bit of action to it. Um, a lot of times, too, I feel like those fish want to rest. They don't always want to be on the crazy rolling, you know, waves up in, in eight inches of water. So what they'll do is if there's an area where they can rest, they'll sit back and rest. They'll sit off into the deeper water or sit, they'll sit, you know, around a corner. And a lot of times you can pick up your sight fishing like that. You know, if you go to an area like the clinkers um, that run, run north and south and you got a, a hard north wind. It's going to be rolling water behind them. It's going to be rolling water in front of them, up the ICW. You know, you're going to have little pockets, even with a north wind, where you're going to have some calm water. You know, so you work hard and, you know, you do your, your blind casting, covering your, uh, your uh, water out in front of you, stopping and going, just like you said. That's exactly how I do it with my clients. That's how I've always fished in the wind, is stop, go, cover the water, Go to the edge of your cast, cover the water in front of you, go to the edge of your cast and cover it, you know, keep on moving. Um, you know, but you'll have a little area you can tuck in. That's when you stop. You make sure you got that soft plastic in your hand. You go super slow because those fish that are going to be back there aren't going to be looking to be crashing bait around. They'll go right around the corner where it's all choppy and the bait's all disorientated and getting washed around through the crash bait. They're going to be sitting in there looking to relax, looking to get out of that wind get a little sun on their back maybe, and that's when you go real slow, you take your time, and you look for those subtle intricacies, whether it's fin tips or actually eating the fish, and do your sight fish. So, you know, embrace it. Don't, don't run from it, certainly, because in our area with no, no tides, it's a, it's a blessing, really, honestly. Yeah, and uh, real quick, I wanted to, uh, to throw something in there. We've got a uh, kayak asking some questions about, you know, figuring out why he drifts sideways and such like that in his boat. And he's got a Jackson Cruise 12, which is a great, uh, believe it or not, the Jackson Cruise 12 is probably uh, the best bang for the buck value in the kayak market right now for a guy that wants to do it himself as far as put all the rod holders and things like that on the boat um, and doesn't want to spend a whole bunch of money. It's a it's a really really good boat for that. Um, doesn't come with anything on it as far as rod holders are concerned. Um, it's got the high low seating at Jackson, but 
the problem with, with any cat that is 12 foot and longer and has high low seating positions is the fact that you, you, as your, you yourself has now become a sale of sorts. Um, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, the wind will catch you square in the chest or in the back or whatever and will start to push you. And then it's just a matter of you've got such high sides on, the, on, on your kayak, the wind will catch the, the bigger end of your boat, which typically is the back end of your boat, and will swing it around and uh, turn, turn you sideways with the current, which isn't always a bad thing when we fish down here on the flats. It's nice to be able to you know sit, say, east west or north south whatever when you're drifting down a flat because you can kind of target your your area a little bit easier but you should definitely absolutely 100 percent put a rudder on that boat if, if you can get a rudder kit for it put a rudder on it it'll change the way you fish a flat or not flat because I, I saw where you fish in uh in uh rivers and whatnot in big lakes so yeah it would it would definitely serve you well in both of those situations uh, I can't imagine after having kayaks with rudders, I can't imagine going back to a kayak without a rudder. Uh, not only that, not only for that purpose, for drifting purposes, but just, just for covering ground in windy, windy days. Uh, you got, you can ask the guys who fished the first, um, adventure fishing world championship with me. Um, when we hit that bay coming back to the bridge, I was gone. <laughs> I said, see ya. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I disappeared from sight from, from Peppy and the boys because I just, I pointed the boat right to that bridge and I just took off, man. And uh, being able to use the rudder to keep myself straight and not having to overcompensate in paddle strokes, you know, cut down on the amount of paddle strokes I had to take, but kept the boat moving in a, uh, in a, in a, in a pretty, you know, quick fashion there. So, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a tool that that's very valuable for uh for our style of fishing down here and would be good with uh this, this dog man would uh would be good for uh your style of fishing up there too, bro. So definitely check that out. But uh folks, we're getting to the top of our hour. Um it's 8:55 already. Um I want to hear from some of you folks if you don't mind. Guests that are there in the chat room later on if you want to or not later on, but the next time you, you listen in, if you want to log in and get involved in what we're doing, um, you can do so using your Facebook account or your Twitter account and uh, get involved in the chat room there. But uh, I'd like to hear from some of you guys on what you'd like to hear us talk about. Give us some suggestions of topics you might want to hear about, and we'll do the best that we can to cover those those topics. Um, you know, we, we are here to, to try and help you guys become better kayak anglers or maybe learn a thing or two if possible. And, uh, you know, we want to hear from you guys. So check us out on Facebook, um, our personal pages. Uh, you can find me at Redfish Chuck on Facebook or um, shoot me an email, redfishchuck at hotmail.com. Uh, I'll let Peppy give out his information if he wants to for as far as that's concerned. And then, of course, uh, Captain Alex Gritschke, who's there on the phone lines with us, who does quite a few charters, I mean, quite a few seminars, tons of charters is his job, but um, does quite a few seminars in and around the Space Coast area. So uh, it's a good idea to stay in touch with him. And quite frankly, if you really, really kind of want to learn the basics of kayak fishing and 
uh, fish alongside of arguably one of the best guides in Central Florida, um, give Alex a call anyhow. I mean, the guy's just a wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge, uh, super fu- super fun to be around. And uh, in fact, he had a couple ladies that were out with him the other day. They came into the shop after being out with him and bought two boats on his recommendation. They had such a good time. So um, we definitely appreciate that, brother. But uh, Alex, give out your information, man. How can people get a hold of you? Absolutely. If you guys want to find me, um, I'm available on the internet as always at uh, www.locallinescharters.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook too, Local Lines Guide Service, or my personal page, which is Alex Gorichki. It's a tough one to, to spell, but that's okay. You might be able to find me if you if you if you uh, spend much time looking at Chuck on Facebook, you'll see me pop up. I'm sure. Um, we'll. Uh, We'll definitely be running charters hard here through the summer, and it's looking really good. The fishing's great, and, and uh, hopefully it holds out. The grass, I'm actually happy to report the grass has been looking solid, and it's uh, pushing further and further south every day. Uh, I'm seeing areas that have real solid grass that haven't in several years now. So uh, hopefully we can um, hopefully we can get some people aware and, and take care of some situations that are coming up. Uh, real quick, tomorrow morning, I got an evening charter. I, I left the morning open. I had to leave one open because there's a Port Authority meeting that I've got to attend. Um, and uh, I'll be posting a video what I have to tell them uh, when I do stand up and speak my piece. Hopefully they uh, they let me. And, uh, you know, there's some issues going on in our area, if you're local, um, and there's issues going on in every body of water. Uh, I don't care where you're at. You still have to to give give a hoot about your environment and uh, save it for our kids, man. We want to see them have fun too. Give a hoot, don't pollute. Hoot, don't pollute like the owls. <laughs> Alex, and I appreciate it as always, brother. I hope you're enjoying that Yeti cooler and that uh, that Rambler. I'll tell you what. I actually woke up today to the Rambler had turned the ice that was in it into a solid block. So somehow that thing can make ice. I don't know how a cup makes ice, but it does. And uh, the Yeti worked great. We, uh, we took it out today for a really good uh, sight fishing session, and it uh, kept the ice, ice cold beverages, and we also had a nice platform for the bow of the skiff, and, you know, it's nice. And I got another toy that ended up coming in on my birthday there on uh, Friday that I can't wait to, to uh, get on, uh, get on the, uh, getting the uh, mounts made for, which is a, one of those lovely little power poles. Um, so we're going to have that on one of the kayaks and, and on the skiff also. So you'll be able to see some, uh, some action from my skiff with it. And, uh, and then also we're looking at putting it on one of uh, the paddle boards. So it should be interesting. And uh, that's awesome that they've gotten behind the, uh, gotten behind the show. And, and check out the product. I mean, it is, it's an investment. But, I mean, you know, Dude's got no problem going and dropping hundreds and hundreds of dollars on golf clubs every week if they feel like it. So, you know, treat yourself the same way. It's uh, it's the same kind of sport. It gives you joy. There's no reason you shouldn't shouldn't try to enjoy it to its fullest. Good point, brother. I appreciate it, Alex. Man, you have a good night and tell the family we said hello. Will do. Yeah. You guys have a Yep. Later, brother. All right, Peppy. All right, man. Alex, uh, Alex tore it up there a little bit there, you know. That's great that he's getting a powerful, man. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. He's well-deserved. A guy, I'm telling you what, man, I've known Alex for a lot of years, and, and I don't know very many people that put as much time on the water as he does for his clients to make sure that they have a, you know, a great session out there. So definitely uh, kudos to him. That's that's great, and I want to see I want to see how it works. I know I, you know he's going to put it on his kayak and everything like that, but when he puts it on his skiff, because he's got the same size skiff that I got, I got a power pole on my boat on my skiff on my regular skiff. I got a regular power pole on there, but I want to see how that uh, skiff does with the micro on it because I haven't you know I haven't seen it yet on a on a skiff. You know I've seen videos right. and stuff like that, but I haven't seen it work. God, I want to see. I want to see how that thing performs because that thing's got some power to it, man. Let me tell you, that thing. I'm sure you've seen it already. Chuck, the power that thing has. That's yeah, I almost lifted my PA. Kayak, I, almost, I had it on sawhorses in the shop, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what happens if I put the power up because Alan had told me yeah. to lift the boat up, and almost it almost yep. threw the damn boat off the sawhorses. Yep, exactly what it does. That's why that thing is really powerful. So I'm sure that thing is supposed to hold 1,500 pounds, you know, and that's that's a skiff like ours, 16 foot skiff. That's, I mean, that's easily, easily doable in that thing. You know what I'm saying? They'll easily hold it. So, so that's going to work great. I mean, to be able to exchange the unit, you know, that's the other thing. He's going to have that unit and he could exchange it from his skiff to the kayak, from this kayak to the skiff. That's going to be awesome to be able to do that. Yeah. He's actually setting it up to where he can take it from the kayak to the skiff to the paddle board. Oh my gosh! Yeah, crazy. <laughs> but go ahead, man. Yeah, give us a give us a rundown. What, are you planning on fishing this week? Uh, oh well. Uh, no, I mean I know you're going down to the keys, right? <laughs> yeah, you're going down to the keys. Yeah, I'm going down to the keys, but it won't be it probably won't be any any kayak fishing. But I'm sure I'm going to be doing some skiff fishing, and maybe if the if the weather's right, I will be going offshore. I know that. That's one of those things I never do. You know, I hardly ever do it. And if I go down to the Keys, I'm definitely, you know, if the weather's right, I'm going offshore. So yeah, I'll be doing that. It'll be fun, you know, something cool. different, you know. So, yeah, man. But, um, hey, if uh, anybody needs to reach me or anything like that or anybody has any questions about anything, um, they can hit me up on Facebook. Uh, it's easy to find me, just Pepe Vidal, just P-E-P-I Vidal. Just look me up on Facebook. You'll find me there. Um, and uh, also uh, I'd like to thank Native Watercraft. Aquabound Paddle, Slayer Inc. Lures, um, Powerpole, Hook One, Yak Attack, Harry Goods, KBB, Outfitters, Kayaks by Bow, Sea Deck, and Tailing Toads. Yep, I'm going to try and sneak off the beach on Monday with uh, Mr. Flores and hopefully Mr. Garichki will try and get out there and, and get after some uh, some deep fish some uh, deep water fish. We're going to take a mothership out with a, a Hobie outback and see if we can't get on some rare and endangered red snappers, maybe a grouper, some amberjack, something. Uh, we're going to do some filming out there. That'll be interesting. That'll if be Mother awesome. Yeah. If mother nature plays yeah. with us well, then we're going to go do that. Hopefully not get eaten by a great white. Um, Cause that would suck. Um, and then other than that, man, I'm back to the grind, you know, getting back to KBB outfitters and, and uh, stocking up and trying to make uh, trying to make people's dreams come true. <laughs> Heck yeah. um, uh, if you're ever down in the Melbourne area, you know this. There's 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 only a few times where you will find 
what should in, in, in a way be competition not be so much competition, if that makes any sense. So, so in the world of tackle stores, it's pretty cutthroat, I'll be honest with you. I've learned a lot over the last, well, since Christmas, I've learned a lot about running a business and tackle shops and that kind of thing. Um, and it's really, really hard to know who's genuine when they're, when you're talking to them, other business owners and who's not. And hats off to Richard down there at Harry goods outdoor shop. Uh, the, probably, I think it is the longest continuously run family operated tackle store on the, on, uh, in Florida, at least, um, Richard has extended out his hand of, 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 of uh, information to me time and time again. He's definitely helped me out a, a ton uh, with information when it comes to the shop and making it a, a success. And, uh, you know, uh, I love the guy like a brother. He, he's done a lot for my family. He's done a lot for the kayak fishing community, um, continues to do a lot for the fishing community down there in Melbourne. Um, so if you're ever down in Melbourne, make sure to stop by and see Richard. Tell him that you, uh, you heard about him here on the show. Um, you know, he's just a good guy. I still shop at Richard's store. I mean, I, I have a shop. I can get anything I want at wholesale, but I'll go down there and I'll spend money with Richard just because he's a good guy. And, and he, I get down there and I can talk to him, man, and he, and he gives me legit information, you know. So check out the shop. It's beautiful, man. He's done a great job with his uh, with what they've done there, taking out the wall and expanding it a little bit. I mean, it looks really, really nice, so. Um, there you go. Being said, <laughs> come by and check out my shop if you're ever up in Titusville. Uh, we definitely would appreciate <laughs> it. Tomorrow I'll have more decals. So wait, I'll have a couple decals for you. Uh, I've got my shirts getting printed up now and, and, uh, ball caps will be coming soon. So look for that with the KBB Outfitters logo. I appreciate everybody's support when it comes to the shop. It means a lot to myself and the, and my wife and Tom and Lynn, Altif, uh, you know, we've, we've done as much as we can uh, with with the little bit that we we started this thing with. And if it wasn't for the support that I get from those who listen to the show and those who follow me on Facebook and such, uh, we wouldn't be able to do it. And uh, I stay humble about it that way, and I'll always be that way. Because um, if it wasn't for you guys, I, I just wouldn't be able to pursue my dreams, if you want to if you want to call it that. So. Uh, with that being said, I want to thank the fine folks over at Hobie. Uh, they've, they've taken me underneath their wing and put me in a, in a pretty awesome spot. Uh, I love the product and I love the folks, everybody from the top down I've dealt with in the Hobie organization is, are just great people. Um, tackle Webs, Mike Ortigo. Uh, it, tackle Webs goes without saying, if you don't have a Tackle Webs in your kayak, I don't know what you're doing with yourself. Like, seriously, you need to at least look at it. Um, it, it would work great for you, kayak, kayak MO, on that seat from the Jackson. You can get the, uh, I think it's a 16-inch bag will go across the back of that seat. Um, tackle, I've got one, two, three, four, five tackle webs bags on my Hobie PA. I've got two in the side. The, I got the two side holsters, a bag on the back, a bag underneath the seat, and a bag up in the front hatch. Um, so check that out. And then also, too, now check out their brand-new product they just released, which is their cooler webs so uh it's a, it's basically designed to fit on any cooler it's a velcro system it's pretty awesome um 
With that being said, I would like to thank RCI Optics, Real Adrenaline Energy, energy Drinks. Real Adrenaline is, is the quick pick-me-up whenever you need a, a boost of energy. Uh, they've got a really cool new product coming out called the Dock Bar. Yeah, wait till you see that. I, I, I believe I'll be having one of those installed on my PA. <laughs> so just wait till you see that. For those of us that like to have a beverage every now and again. Uh, Ego Nets, ENO, Adventurous Custom Rods, Yak Gear, Yak Gear, Railblazer. Dude, I can't talk tonight. Power Pole, of course. <laughs> you heard us talk about it all night long. Power Pole, uh, changing the way we fish. Uh, Slayer Ink Lures, Bending Branches Paddles, and Tova Cameras and Sea Deck. If you don't have a Sea Deck on your kayak, if you're on Sea Deck kit on your kayak, you're missing out. Get a hold of them. Find out if they've got a, a kit set up for your boat that you're in now. They probably do. They did most of their kit uh, templates off of boats at our shop. And if it wasn't from boats from our shop, it was from Peppy or it was from Allen or it was from Wade or it was from any number of the guys that hang out in our little group, Randy English. We've all dropped boats off at one time or another to have them do templates. So uh, definitely check them out. Um, let's see. And that's it. That's all I got. So with that being said, uh, if you are on Facebook, feel free to join our Facebook family over at Space Coast Kayak Anglers. If you're not from the local area, that's cool. We don't mind. We accept all kinds. And uh, it's one of those groups that you'll you'll instantly fall in love with. Uh, There's a lot of really good information that gets spread on uh, Space Coast Kayak Anglers, good fishing reports, lots of really good pictures, a lot of really talented anglers on uh, on that group. And I think we're reaching to uh, what 840 members or something crazy like that. So uh, it's come a long way in a short amount of time. So don't forget also too, uh, as I said earlier in the show, Andrew Mixon and I will be doing a offshore fishing seminar the 30th of May at KBB Outfitters. We'll be providing uh, hot dogs and uh, and chips and drinks. So come hungry, bring a chair with you, and uh, hopefully we'll see you there. And with that being said, Peppy, I appreciate it as always, brother. Thanks so much for being a part of the show. Glad to be here. And uh, tell the wife and the kids and said hello. And uh, take your kids fishing for the future of our sport. And with that being said, be safe out there. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you. Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with? Check out yachtangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource.